2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. We've got a special episode today. Well, first off, I'm joined by Chris Payne.
2: Hey, I'm the not, well, we'll get to it.
1: Yeah, and uh, and then Jason Lipschutz, and What's it up, is man? Jason's birthday today. Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, it's not, it, birthday it's not his birthday, <laughs> <laughs> but it's his birthday while we're oh. doing this. And to that end, we've got we've just got one last little treat. <gasps> wow. We've got some uh Twix some ice cream Twix bar. ice cream bars. Wow. Now I'm gonna be oh. chewing
2: all throughout this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Really? Chewing or covered in melting chocolate. Oh. I'm fine with that. All
1: right. I wow. This for those
0: listening, this is a total shock. This, yeah, this Ooh, is and
1: not staged. Jason had no, idea. had no idea he was about to get what an a ice nice cream surprise. Twix. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, of course. Do you think?
2: Do you think if you leave it out, it just becomes a regular Twix?
1: That's definitely what <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Anyways, though, let's. Uh, well, happy birthday to Jason, and let's. Thanks, uh, guys. We'll, we'll find out about the magical Twix transformation <laughs> as this podcast progresses. But for now, yeah. let's talk about another little bit of magic. Which is a band called One Direction. Yeah, <laughs> using the term "band" pretty loosely. I turned
0: 28, and I'm still talking about boy bands. And he's Forever. yeah.
1: If you think he's growing up, don't worry. <laughs> what if, like,
0: in two years, two years from today, when I turn 30, I'll just be like, you
1: know what, that Neil Young. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love Neil. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I know.
1: Um. Yeah. No, you, you'll turn 30, and you'll just only listen to jazz. What if I'm like the Benjamin
0: <laughs> Button of music and i i get like more juvenile like i'm just like hey guys let's talk about like kids bob hear this new wiggles track (laughs) and stuff let's talk about jack and jack i guess by in two years that will be like they'll be too old still so
1: that's true
0: anyway uh yeah one direction put out a new single it's called drag me down um now now i want to start with you joe because you this song came out friday Mm -hmm. and you were not feeling it
1: I was not feeling did it. Did drag it. you down? It did drag me it down. It dragged you down?
0: That's crazy.
1: And yeah, so it, it came out Friday. I listened to it. I was told, like, it just—I was on Spotify in the morning just be like, hey, let's listen to something because I'm bored. And uh, oh, new One Direction song, sort of exciting. And then I listened to it and I hear basically to me what sounds like Maroon 5, but I was gonna say not a good Maroon 5 like song. Maroon 5. Like there's a little bit of white boy reggae. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, "This is terrible." And then I gave it a weekend. I listened to it again on Monday, and I still don't like it. <laughs> so there's absolutely no transformation. Um, I just I'm not I'm not digging it. And I just I feel like I've I've said this to you before, but yeah. I feel like what's the point of having a boy band if instead of like fun frothy pop, like they're just doing adult contemporary stuff that we're already getting from like One Republic, Maroon Five, the whoever scripts. else.
2: The script. Life Lifehouse, maybe? Even. Oh, yeah, big time.
1: <laughs> uh, the Fray. Yeah. I don't
2: know. We can go all day with these bands.
1: <laughs> but
2: actually, I I agree. I was just listening to it today, and I swear, I, Adam Levine popped into my mind. But there usually is, like, one song on every Maroon 5 album, even now, that I like a lot. And I like this song. I think it's... Um, It's the lead single from a new album, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely like it more than "Still My Girl," which Mm -hmm. I thought was a pretty vanilla lead single. This song Mm -hmm. I think is neat because it kind of has a bass drop element in it. Yeah, but it's like a rock bass drop. Yeah, and with their progression of wanting to be more like serious and like play guitars, I think it's kind of like a fun way of adapting that without getting too just like serious rock, which I don't think would work that well for them.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I always like not always because I don't I don't get to hear the radio that that much uh, living in New York but um, we were we were driving around this this past weekend and on Friday when the song came out all of the like the z100s and and stuff were like playing it every hour so you just heard drag me down a ton and by like the third time I was like really I'd I like the song when it came out but now I'm like I'm really in on drag me down Wow yeah i'm I'm like really in on this song. I think that y- i I think my favorite thing about it is that first of all, it, it's super catchy it, It's just a, an incredibly catchy song. It just gets stuck in my head like for hours and hours and hours. My favorite thing about it though is that like I always enjoy when like boy bands or girl groups have a song where they're not necessarily singing from one perspective where it's just like... Posse one, cut, a po- exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of <laughs> is a awesome. posse cut, and it's like it's it's not from one perspective of like just different voices narrating one vision. It's like they're all kind of they all all four members of One Direction have their own spot in this song. Mm-hmm and they all kind of like yeah like they kind of come to like the front of the of the posse and they're like fight in inhabit like and then they then they drop back and they let somebody else shine mm-hmm. and then they all come together for the chorus i just i like it it's just like it's a very well constructed song and it's not like their best single but it's it's just solid like i i don't know i i hear the maroon 5 i hear like the police and and all that stuff and i i just think that it does riff on them, but I think it's a good riff. So I, don't know, I, I like it.
2: Yeah. I heard um a lot of dad rock influence, especially on Lewis's part. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think
2: <laughs>
1: he's like mates. We got, uh, <laughs> we got to tone down the music. i got another, I'll got a little baby on the way. Oh, sorry. That British. <laughs> that was, was, really terrible. Oh, that, that was, was really good. Oh, that was really, no, <laughs> thanks, it was great. Thanks for saying it was,
0: it was good. Um, i can't i have nothing to follow that (laughs) nothing at all uh i I do have a
1: question so chris you mentioned the the bass drop in this which is like a rock bass drop Mm -hmm. this just occurred to me like a half hour ago because it was in my head despite not liking it does the bass drop in this when they say nothing can drag me down and then it goes down Does that remind you at all of I Knew You Were Trouble, the Taylor Swift song, when she goes lying lying in the cold hard ground? Maybe I'm just stretching a little bit, you know, because of the 1D Taylor connection, but I feel like there's some similarity. I think a little bit. With a little I'm stretching or a little I'm totally right? No, I
0: think you're a little bit right. (laughs) Perfect. I will Uh, take a little bit right. (laughs) No, but um, I'm like relieved to hear that One Direction is back and doing okay, and Drag Me Down is not, like, a complete disaster. It's it's far from a complete disaster. Like, imagine how much of a bummer it would have been. And I know, Joe, you don't like the song, but uh, it's true. imagine how much of a bummer it would have been if they just put out, like, something really terrible. I don't th- I don't even think you yeah, think it's Yeah, it's hard terrible. to imagine. Um, No, I guess I don't think <laughs> oh it's terrible. I just generous. think it's
1: boring is, hmm. what is what the problem is for me. But you're right. I don't think it's awful. Like, if, if I heard it on the radio, I wouldn't be upset, yeah. you know? I yeah. wouldn't smash the radio. Wow. I, w- I might turn the channel. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're going to see 1D tonight, so they're probably going to... Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Wednesday, Wait, I, th- I thought... Wednesday
2: night, they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> and when does the podcast run? <laughs> I guess people would have already heard this. We're getting, this. A, little, we're
1: getting yeah, a little mixed up in our time. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: people would have already heard this. I, I By the time you hear my voice, I will have already experienced... This is true. One Direction,
1: yeah. yeah. so I guess there's no point in really teasing that concert. No, no, no. <laughs> um Anyways, though. All right, well, let's let's listen to it. Uh One Direction, Drag Me Down.
2: With your love, nobody can drag me down. All my life, you stood by me When no one else was ever behind me All these lies,
1: they can't blind me With your love, nobody can drag me down. All right, that was the new One D. Uh, next, we're gonna move to one of my picks. This is Danny Brown and Clams Casino. The song is worth it, and so yeah, this is a kind of unexpected Danny Brown cover Jimmy, I'm of a Fifth Harmony song.
0: No one it. was,
1: but it's almost an unrecognizable I'm cover. Uh, no, I'm kidding. This song has nothing to do with Fifth Harmony. <laughs> Worth it? Not yet. Uh, I wish it did. Mash if up. Danny Brown did a remix, oh my god, or a mashup, that'd be awesome. That would be so good. Anyways, though, but this song is on its own very, very incredible. Uh, it's the new Danny Brown song. It's from an Adult Swim singles compilation.
2: Very on brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Danny Brown and Adult Swim together. And I like
2: both of them. I'm just kidding, but it's on brand, which it is makes good.
1: sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Danny's last album was Old, which I guess was 2013. At yeah, this, and yeah. you know it was just like I thought one of the best albums of that year. Um, we've we've had tracks from him since then, but no real indication that there's a full length album coming up. This is similarly no indication. This is just from an Adult Swim compilation, yeah. but it is just a great song. Like it's um, Clem's Casino is is a great producer who's worked with a bunch of. Different people, from uh, Mac Miller to Asep Rocky to Lil B, and th- this is really like Clams Casino, who is a great producer in his own right, meeting Danny Brown like on his terms in the kind of like field of weirdness and like strange sounds, um, and and lyrically it's also very interesting too because you have this song where um, he's rapping basically about like you know fame. Success, like, is it worth it? You get these fast cars, new ice, new girls every night. I think for a lot of people, the answer, like, you hear that, and you're like, yeah, great. I want all of those things. <laughs> it's worth Please, it. Trust definitely me. worth it. I, I'm well yeah. Well, it. let's ask Chris. Is it worth it? yes The, the fame. Okay. <laughs> of course, of course, every bit of it. um And the interesting <laughs> thing right. is, is that Danny Brown doesn't, um he doesn't answer the question, and he doesn't uh, like negate it, but the music is almost the response to it. Like, the music is has this kind of, like, empty sinister sound to it and so it's almost like the music is the answer to the question that kind of, like, casts doubt on the whole fame thing. There's even a part where the music cuts off the question. Um, And there's a kind of, like, brittle drum rhythm that reminiscent of, like, early Wu-Tang solo projects and it's just, it's a really... But but it sounds contemporary. It's, it's yeah. a really yeah. good song. What, what did you guys think of it?
2: Yeah, uh, I love the vibe of it where it's just the feeling of like, yo, give me any beat, I'll rap over it. Like, even if it doesn't even really sound that much like a beat where you can tell where the rapping would go. Um, yeah, totally down with the song. And also, because I know... Danny I mean the the whole like dark side of fame I think was and, and that life I think was a, a theme on the old album that you were talking about Joe and also I think he went through like getting over some kind of addictions in recent years maybe it was with codeine or I'm not sure but yeah, he's, sure, he's been through but... some stuff and I also I, I really enjoy music or any kind of art really that deals with drugs but isn't like pro-drug or anti-drug that's just like real in the middle and is just like honest with it i think it's very good in accomplishing that
0: yeah i i I totally agree and and yeah he he definitely sounded like that on on old and in the sense that it wasn't about like typical hip-hop tropes where it's just about like this is what i have to deal with being on the road and being on you know in the studio all the time and, and trying to make a name for myself and, and C-Pay mentioned uh, the beat, which is uh, it reminded me of um, Dope Fiend Rental uh, featuring Schoolboy Q on Old, which is a beat that just doesn't sound like it deserves to be rapped over. Not deserves, but like, it doesn't sound like rap at all. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it's like, it's almost like a video game. And, and what he does like kind of force, like beating these beats down and like mm-hmm. forcing his will over them is just so impressive to me. I, I can't wait for more Danny Brown music. Like I know. I know this it's is like a one-off, but I want him to come back with, with the follow-up to Old. I don't know if that's soon around the I corner. I have no but.
1: idea, but yeah, that would be great if we could get it this year. Yeah. or I mean, it's got to be next year at the latest, I, hope
2: so. I would think. That'd be cool. I mean, he's, he's on that tour with, uh, with uh, ASAP Rocky and Tyler and um, Finn Staples, and they all have albums out yeah, this they have year so far so yeah. maybe that's a sign that he is putting out something soon yeah.
1: yeah well fingers crossed yeah oh and all of those guys yeah that's a good point because yeah vince staples clams casino worked with vince staples on his album too so maybe that's how he got linked up with danny um instantly i don't think i've ever had clams casino that's like the clams where they put like uh, bacon on it or I something
0: i don't know man i'm not a seafood guy at all no.
1: i like seafood but like i, <laughs> I'm, I like, I enough.
0: like
2: fish but i'm not into shellfish so i don't know
1: oh wow we've You're got a strong anti-shellfish yeah. contingent on this podcast um well anyways so yeah let's listen to it it's danny brown and clams casino the song is called worth it Give
2: me my gitch recognition, you'll never be covert. Wait, that I mention? Give me my gitch recognition, but you'll never be covert. For real. Is it really
1: worth it? The fast cars are nice. Do you want to live that life? Is it really worth it? New girls every night. Do you want to live that life? Alright, that was worth it. Give it to me, I'm worth it. From Danny Brown and Clam's Casino, thanks, Jason. Featuring Fifth Harmony. Featuring 5H. <laughs> Uh harmonizers are going wild over this. They can't get enough Danny (laughs) Brown. Uh no, anyways. So let's let's move on to uh Chris Pick. Got FKA Twig's new song figure eight. And this is the second new FKA song we've gotten this year. Uh the last one was in March and I well, I'll toss it to you Chris. Which one was the one from March? Uh Glass and Patron. Patron, huh. patron, patron, the patron, patron saint, saint. Yeah. of glass, <laughs> yeah. uh, patron
2: saint of the club. So I drink in the club.
1: So yeah, so, I'm, so, so I'm, tossing it's you. It's what do you t- so tell, tell me about this song. great intro
2: to the FK Twigs track?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a really, <laughs>
2: I, yeah, I, it's, I like it for really all the same reasons that I liked LP One and her, her two EPs before that. Uh, I was listening to the premiere of it she did with Zane Lowe and she did like a little mini interview with him where she was saying that the title figure eight references a dancing technique of hers where it references the, the figure eight shape and how it's completely continuous and doesn't end anywhere. It just It's like that squiggle that keeps going. And when she's going through her different moves, there's no breaks. They just all seamlessly transition into each other. So she's about the figure eight. And yeah, I, I've just... Um, from the get-go, I've been really interested in the role of dance in uh, her performance because uh, I was actually having a talk with Madeline, one of our old uh, podcast producers, when she was here about
1: how—just kidding, she's alive, but <laughs> she just she doesn't work here at the moment. <laughs> yeah,
2: we were talking about how the the role of the dancing pop star is very diminished in pop music these days, like that Britney model or the the dance show on stage is such a big part of it. Now, like, you have boy bands like One Direction who don't even really dance. So even though Twig's moves are completely different from that kind of stuff, it's interesting to have someone back in the game who dance is such a part of visually what they do on stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And she's just, like, an interesting performer who's bringing something that's not really being done right now. And similarly, the music is just so different from anything you're really hearing in that kind of, like, minimalist indie R&B realm. Like, the the background music to this song, uh, Figure Eight, is, is, like, not even... It's not minimal. It's just, like, a sound collage. It's, like, a bunch of mm, yeah. different stuff kind of mashed together, which certainly has been done before throughout history, but it's not really in vogue right now, and it's just a very uh kind of complicated soundscape going on in the background and there's like a a noise break it's like it's way too far to say it's industrial but it's definitely like a little more abrasive than what we've heard from her before and I really like it like I did definitely appreciated LP1 but I was not it wasn't like the kind of thing that I was like Holy cats! I'm gonna listen to this over and over. Like, <laughs> you didn't it's say just, holy cats to it. I yeah, I say holy I cats to most I albums. Heard I really LP1
0: liked. for the first time, and I saw so many cats that were holy <laughs> in just my line of vision. So many halo cats.
1: Yeah. Uh no, so I was like, yeah, like it. And obviously, it got a crazy amount of acclaim. It just didn't like. It didn't cross that line for me where I was like, I'm expecting great things from FKA Twigs. Yeah. But this this really does get me excited.
0: Yeah, no, I am right there with you, man. Where I I wasn't a, like an enormous fan of LP1, but I saw her live a couple months ago at Coachella, and I'd seen her live before, and I wasn't like blown away. But this time she was playing some new stuff, and she really did was she really did was was totally stellar. And and I think that this figure a, along with Glass and Patron, yes, um, Mark. Uh, an intriguing new direction for her uh and i, I think that i'm much more interested to hear lp2 i assume that's what it's going to be called right lp2 whenever be LP it comes three to
1: yeah Just skip two <laughs> the lost one
0: um but yeah i am i'm excited to hear more from her and this is definitely compelling
1: All right, well, let's give a listen. It's figure eight from FK Twigs. Haunted, I feel
0: a me. All right,
1: that was the new FK Twigs figure eight. Uh, next up is one of my picks. Or wait, we already did one of my picks. But you know what? We're going to do another one. Uh, wow. We're going to do Prince Stare. Ooh. Prince is staring at you, which is probably Here the most I uncomfortable am. thing that could ever happen to <laughs> be in a room where Prince is just staring at you. Um, but yeah, so anyways. Really cool. So, Prince, you probably heard of this guy. This uh, is another one of my, uh, <laughs> what some people call legacy musicians that this I am still well
2: yeah this his is in enamored explode. with if he heard you call him a legacy musician i bet his head would
1: explode i think we don't have to worry about that because i'm not sure he knows what a podcast is no and uh let's just clown that's, on prince yeah let's just I love <laughs> it. I love um well we're, we're from the same hometown so at the very least like he, he can't hit me too much have you are fingers you crossed minnesota
0: or you don't care about sports Are like, i are, could care less about sports are people from like i guess they're like minnesota vikings fans like where you grew up Yes, a couple there years ago when they were in like the semifinals of the F- Na- National Football League, Prince put out a Minnesota Viking song. Do you remember this? Purple, I remember. Uh, purple and gold. I think yeah. it was called. I always thought it's awesome. It's so how bad.
2: Purple is Prince's color, and it, I don't know if that was ever planned in any way, but it's the Vikings' color too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lucky coincidence
1: for us Minnesotans. (laughs) Definitely something to celebrate. And and the grapes of grape salad are also purple. (laughs) Yes. The legendary. They don't use
2: green grapes, specifically purple grapes from Minnesota. Yeah.
1: You would never see a grape salad with green grapes. Uh, Okay. So, Prince, anyways. So, this guy, uh, Prince, does not really like or believe in the internet. Um, He famously. Probably around the turn of the century, said the internet was a fad and it wasn't going to last. When it became fairly clear he was insanely wrong about that, he kind of recanted, but still has had this really like just distrustful, I suspicious wish he had doubled relationship. Down on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> doubled down. Like, nope. Like, you're still not
0: going to happen.
1: Um, but anyway, so he he got on Twitter to promote his last album. Um, he probably tweeted less than 10 things, and they were all just, like, brilliantly off and didn't quite get it. Huh. And he just has never really got... Anyway, so uh, continuing this, he recently pulled all of his music off um, any streaming platform except Tidal. And he also has just... His people are crazy about ripping stuff off YouTube. Like, you can day you can search day and night and not find a single copyrighted Prince song yeah. on YouTube. Um, so, and he did this all, I'm just saying this as a lead in because he dropped this new song Stare on Spotify the same time he ripped all of his stuff off Spotify. So as a, someone who regularly returns to Prince's catalog, it was irritating to be like, oh, there's no Prince here. There's just this one new song and also the song from Happy Feet that Prince did. Yeah. So I was kind of like going into this expecting to be angry at it. I'm not saying it...
0: it's <laughs> so funny that that like you went to Spotify and
1: looked at Princeton and you're like, Pretty I'm much so I was mad. like, I guess I'll listen to this, but it probably <laughs> sucks. Um No, like Prince's last album was fine. He the stuff he did before that not always a huge you fan. You really of. liked
0: his Ferguson song.
1: I or did his like Baltimore, his Ferguson I'm sorry, not Ferguson, Baltimore. Yeah, his Baltimore track. Yeah. Um I thought was good. And he's just a weird musician. Like you it's not like he's kind of like Dylan in the sense that like he can be in it the game for like 30 years you count him out and then he comes back with an incredible album and then the next one is again (laughs) just terrible and like you just can't you never know what to expect and I think that basically this is making me think maybe Prince has another good album in him like this I think is a really solid just like low tension funk track that you know he like calls out his hit Kiss It includes the riff from Kiss. It's fun. It's not like going to set the world on fire, but it's just like a really good song. And if Prince made another album of solid funk that wasn't with an all caps title that's one word, I think, you know, he could have a good record in him. (laughs) Like the last one I really liked was 3121, which I think is probably a decade old at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that if you just take this song for what it is, which is just sort of like tossed out and, hey, here's a easy breezy funk song, uh, then I, I think that you're totally fine. Uh, I think that it's actually better than... I, I think it's a lot looser, I should say, than a lot of what he's put out over the past couple years. And I think that being self-referential like he is with, with the whole Kiss thing, I, I like it. Like I, I like that he's having a little fun... He is putting out something that doesn't really have that much pressure around it. It's just sort of like, "Oh, you thought I wasn't on streaming services here? <laughs> hey, Spotify, what's up?" Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing to like make like a songs of the year list, mm-hmm. but it's charming and listen to it. I, yeah, I would I would recommend it.
2: S- uh, Chris, C-Pain? yeah, I did not like this song.
0: Oh, no. no. I really hope Prince is I really hope <laughs> Prince. Yeah. yeah it's,
2: it's like, I like the Seinfeld theme, right? But it starts off sounding like the Seinfeld theme, then it continues to sound like the Seinfeld <laughs> theme. And that's where of you press me.
1: And you're like, we already got one side Yeah, theme. To I don't need a whole to. song
2: with Prince singing over it. It's no purple and gold, it's
1: no sort of <laughs> Vikings theme song. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, poor Prince. Anyways, well, a lot of clowning on Prince a in, lot this, of in this podcast. On Prince. All
0: in all in all with love, though.
1: Completely love and yeah. respect and admiration yeah. and hashtag purple pride. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's listen to it. So this is the new Prince song, which is weirdly only available on Spotify. Like you can't even buy it. <laughs> it's just on Spotify. So it's almost like he like
0: lost a bet. Like, right. all right, Prince, like. <laughs> Pull everything you have off
1: Spotify.
0: But except this one song. He's like, can I put it on iTunes too? No. It's like, oh, too bad I lost that bet.
1: <laughs> exactly. So. I think that's what happened. Hopefully we'll have the audio for that one. Um, considering we can't, <laughs> buy it on iTunes. Um, all right, th- let's talk about. Uh, where are we going next? Well, should we? Let's talk about. So we have. Uh, let's do a little talk about our friend Macklemore. And Whoa. our other friend, Ryan Lewis, s- side note, Those pe- we're not friends with either of those people, but uh, those guys dropped <laughs> their first new song in some time uh, just today. Of course, when you're hearing it, I think that'll be yesterday, but uh, the song's called Growing Up. It is about Macklemore's daughter who his wife gave birth to i think a month ago and two months ago two months ago Late and they night. got married about a week ago yeah so a lot of big changes in the world of about mackle a week ago, week ago he's been uh mackling a lot more than yeah. we've had earlier this year there was so little macking like in january february of this Here's year Here's a little. you know
0: what uh i i never usually bring like Inside scoops to the <laughs> must hear music podcast. <laughs> <You guys laughs> extra, <have> a- <laughs> extra, read all about it. <laughs> uh, I heard, actually, a couple months ago, and this was in the spring. That Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's next single, like the the, the single from their next their next album, was actually supposed to originally come out in May. And I heard that in like March or April, and obviously that did not happen. And I wonder if it's because. He had the birth of his daughter and that was like, uh, you know, like time to, you know, we can push this back a couple you months. You wanted to take paternity leave. Yeah, yeah, basically. Which is a
1: hot topic right now. So, mm. Is it? What? I don't know. You basically. I mean, you hear about <laughs> it online. What? You didn't really hear about you it online about it on like five line. years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm and not and making yeah. this up. It's I like a thing.
0: I think you might be making it up. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Macklemore and Ryan Lewis are back with their good pal the head shirio himself ed sheeran <laughs> so <laughs> wait
1: so he's head shirio so he's the head of his fan team <laughs> i
0: would yeah he must be his biggest fan yeah, come probably. on right <laughs> uh, um so yeah did you know i don't know if you guys know knew that macklemore and ed sheeran are like good friends i had
1: no idea <laughs> no
0: because um i i was at i Heart radio festival last year and ed sheeran played and he started playing uh same love the course same love macklemore pops out on stage What i know i know too much <laughs> but they're pals they're buds and here is ed sheeran basically playing the mary lambert role on this song which sounds a lot like same love and as a song that is basically just like i think this is actually kind of a good move for macklemore because i assume that a new si- actual single is going to be out in the relatively near future. And I say that because it was supposed to be out a couple months ago. And, um, I know they've been working a lot of stuff together, but, but anyway, um, I think that it's a good move for him to kind of sneak back in and be like, Hey, don't worry. Like, this is not like my big comeback. Mm -hmm. Just like a nice song I wrote for my daughter. And Hey, look at that. Ed Sheeran's on it. And I'll be coming back with more stuff soon, but kind of going to tiptoe back onto the pop scene. And, I think that uh, leaves a little bit of pressure from what he's doing. And because, like, people, you know, people are going to pay attention to Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's next single. And, like, I think that this is, you know, it's... This song's not for me, but it's like I think it was a good. It's for his daughter. Yeah, first of all. it's definitely not <laughs> for <true>. you, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you weren't sure. Growing up, those those Lynch observations I like, come to this podcast for. Jason's <laughs> song. No, I, I I think this is kind of a good way to at least sneak back in onto the scene.
2: Yeah, because I he got so much negative press, but well, not so much press, but like critic stuff, like so much negative with like the kendrick lamar response at the grammys and like yeah this and that so i think it was smart on their part to come back with an extremely inoffensive song that's like impossible to hate on yeah exactly i think it's like it doesn't really interest me much yeah it's just kind of like fluffy and but you know
0: yeah i feel like what i will say is i feel like you know ed sheeran's a, a big name i feel like and maybe they will have made another song together, but I feel like if you're going to make a song with Ed Sheeran, like sit like save it for something like really like cool, and like obviously this is an important song to Macklemore, but like I, as like a listener, I would kind of want something more dynamic for them to actually
1: something with like chart potential, not which even chart
0: potential, mm-hmm. but but like something like yeah, like more dynamic. Like I said, like some something more musically interesting because there's not that much musicality to this this is a very stripped down song and kind of just Macklemore talking to his daughter yeah um very much like jay-z's it, glory well it's it's actually a lot like, like um nah, it was good well, yeah, it's a lot like Only One. That's the one I thought of. Like, also not as good as that. Yeah, yeah but it's like, it's like that's kind of how Kanye, that was like dropped at midnight on New Year's. and right. It's kind of how Kanye quietly came back onto the scene.
1: And that's similar, too, because also that was with McCartney, but was like barely using exactly. this, like probably the biggest living rock legend
0: uh Paul wow McCartney. prince poor poor prince is taking a no what, he, Paul i'm just McCartney kidding was a beetle i mean uh, just, yeah, that's true i'm just kidding but, but uh, i mean i'm
1: kidding because ed sheeran is obviously the biggest rock legend <laughs> right now <laughs>
0: of course mm. of
2: course and a uh, tiny guitar
1: um yeah no i i totally agree with what you guys said i think the song is is fine i think it's a really smart move uh kind of given like he he just got like it's so weird because macklemore went from being a Someone who had been like, had actually been grinding on the scene for a while, and like, people who knew hip hop, like, knew about him and were like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Like, he's good. And then he got like so big that the backlash was just immense. And it was like, why are we giving this guy a Grammy? Why does he <laughs> Wait have a minute. two number one hits? Um, and so to kind of come back, this is a nice way, like you said, of tiptoeing back in and where it's just being like, hey, I'm back. Also, I have a daughter, like so you can't hate the song, cause it's about her. And I wonder then how
0: I wonder how we're gonna th- gonna look back on like the the two year like one two punch of Grammy Best New Artists of Fun and
2: Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I mean, I mean you, I you've compared Jason, you've compared Macklemore and Ryan Lewis to LMFAO before, in the sense that you think they're a flash in the pan. But I really I disagreed with you then, and I think. I yeah, still disagree. Like I think Macklemore is big, and he's got he's got fans. I don't
0: think. I think the I think what I said then, and what I still hold to now, and you can see through the song is that like Macklemore and Ryan Lewis don't make their hooks, and that's why I don't know if like they're gonna continue being mm. like super successful. Like the
2: most memorable parts of the Macklemore songs are not Macklemore. <laughs> like they're like although I think. I, if you talk to his fans, probably they would be much more down with his lyrics. Yeah, I, think. I, I guess that's true. I don't think they just like him because like he makes these songs that have like cool hooks on them. I think they're really down with like what he's saying.
0: I just remember our our colleague uh, and me arguing two years, like a year and a half ago, about the best new artist category because Ed Sheeran was nominated along with Mac Moore and Ryan Lewis. Mm. And he, I was like, dude, who do you think is gonna have the bigger career and I was like I 100% say Ed Sheeran and he was like no and Ryan Lewis so like I still I still feel like Ed Sheeran's Yeah have you a could be career. right
2: there Well that's definitely yeah, true I think yeah. they're I think they're both going to continue to have very successful careers
1: I guess we'll see I mean I think. I think the most influential thing Macklemore has done is his haircut. And I'm joking, but I'm actually not kidding. gay marriage. Because, yeah, he also, he made gay marriage happen. Uh, Also. Congrats to him. Uh, No, but really though, like that haircut was, certainly people had it, but it was not ubiquitous. And pretty much after he got big, it started popping up in like everyday, on everyday heads. Yeah, Jason. Whereas like, I don't think anyone would ever be like, I got into rap because I heard, can't hold us. You know, like, it's more like just someone was like, I walk in, just give me that haircut. Give me the Macklemore.
2: Actually, Jason and I both, some both influence. go to this barber shop, different barbers, but this barber shop in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And I remember talking to my barber. He was saying, like, yeah, I just get more and more kids coming in wanting a Macklemore cut. And he, Why? Just, he just wouldn't do it. He
1: wouldn't That's do awesome. it. That's awesome. That's incredible. Anyways.
0: Um, it's like just that sentence you said of like, certainly they had it before. <laughs> like you're an, <laughs> like a Macklemore haircut historian. Like, of course, the Macklemore existed before Thrift Shop, but it really took off in ubiquity after Can't Hold Us. Pretty much, yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, so let's listen. We, we've talked a plenty about it. So this is Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and Ed Sheeran. Song is called Growing Up.
0: Find something that you love and do it every day. Do that for the rest of your life, and eventually the world will change.
1: I'll be patient. One more month. You wrap your fingers around my thumb. All right, that's the new Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and Ed Sheeran.
0: Do people say, is that still a thing where I have to say Macklemore?
1: I could care less. Honestly. I just say Macklemore. I mean, yeah, I just say Macklemore. I was just being goofy.
0: I mean, listen, my last name's Lipshutz. I don't care when people mispronounce it. No, that's it. true.
1: You you always say when I mispronounce it, you always call me out on that. That's
0: not true. Well, on the show, yeah. Come on. Yeah,
1: well, whatever. Anyways, let's do, uh, let, let's do so this is the second ever, let's go to this week's uh, must hear music throwback track, oh, yeah. which we've got a great little gem courtesy Ooh, of it? Jason Lipshutz. So yeah, I'm gonna toss it go. over
2: some to some OG Macklemore from back <laughs> in 05. <'05. laughs> my pick
0: is thrift shop. No, <laughs> uh, my pick for what is this? What is the official name of this segment?
1: Must hear music throwback track.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, excellent sound effects. Uh, that's
0: the all right. Must hear music throwback track. Uh, going back to 2005 a tender 10 years ago, and going to go with a band that is not totally on the scene today, but is near and dear to my heart. They are called Art Brute. They are a UK indie rock band that Pitchfork and other blogs of that ilk loved back in 2005 when they put out their debut album, Bang Bang Rock and Roll. Really fun album, very tongue-in-cheek, very self-referential, and they, they put out some good stuff since then uh, art brute versus Satan their third album is also worth exploring but their debut had a song called Emily Kane which is one of my favorite songs from that era it, it was uh, it's just a exuberant love song and Eddie Argos the, the lead singer gives a just a great performance um, people kind of lashed on to art brute because it formed a band and a couple of their other uh, singles back then but I always go with Emily Kane uh, just a great track
1: yeah, it's, I'm glad you uh, chose them because I a, a band I definitely hadn't thought about for a second. But I remember how just exciting and crazy this album seemed when it came out. It's yeah, just, it seemed
0: like they were going to be a thing, huh?
1: It did, yeah. And I guess not like a
0: not like a mainstream thing, but like a wow, they're.
1: they're it reminded doing it. me, even though they're a fairly different band in sound, but of Electric Six, just this like yes, really kind I of like wacky in your face. They're a little sloppier, probably a little more. Um, British, I guess is the yeah. only way to put Art it. Brute? Oh, you mean
2: Art Brute Art Brute. Yeah, They're very British. Yeah, very British.
1: Um, but yeah, this I think it's a great song, a great pick. Yeah,
2: I was really, really into Bang Bang Rock and Roll when it came out. Actually, I saw them performing behind their second album. It's called It's a Bit Complicated. Oh, that wow. One out. Um, I ha- had a bunch of, like, uh, protractors and rulers <laughs> <Yeah>. on it. The, <laughs> the most art-brut name for album. It's, it's a bit complicated. <laughs> yeah, but I saw them pre- performing behind that album, and Eddie the singer said that he actually had reconnected with Emily, and they're cool since oh, the song came out.
0: That's adorable. I had no idea. He, like,
2: interrupted the song in the middle of it and just started talking about, like, very excitedly about how he's like,
1: I'm
0: back in touch with Emily. Oh, that's awesome, Eddie Argus. Good well, for I saw
1: him in concert a couple days ago, and he said she's dead. So, mm. wow. So a very you know. dark joke. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. She <laughs> might be alive. She might be dead. I don't actually know. But let's. Uh, that's a nice little segue she's out like of this.
2: Thirty-ish. She's probably alive.
1: Presumably alive. Let's yeah. uh, say that. She's for now. probably
2: alive, so the joke is funny.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Um all right. Well, let's that was uh Art Brute, who you should check out. The song is called Emily Kane and that's what we got this week for the must hear music throwback track. We <laughs> <laughs> really need to put some money into sound effects cuz I uh,
0: What's that? That was sound effects right there. That's great. I, sure.
1: Sure it was. Um all right. Let's let's do uh so we got a, another uh Jason pick right now just all lip shuts all the time. Yeah. Right here on the must hear music, uh, this is VV, and the song is called Shift. And I'm gonna let you do because there's you have a little background story. Little
0: background story. So VV is the new stage name of VV Brown, uh, a, a singer songwriter uh, out of the UK. As speaking of the UK, where VV Brown was an artist uh, back in like 2009, I think put out a, a an album that sounded a lot like you know, pretty standard pop uh, singer-songwriter stuff. Uh, a lot of, like, Corinne Bailey Ray kind of vibe. A little, like, Sarah Bareillesy. y um, her, her song Shark in the Water had had a, a pretty good run over in the UK and, um, you know, minor success in the U.S. And then she kind of disappeared. And then in, I think, 2013 put out an album called Samson and Delilah that sounded absolutely nothing like her old album because it, it sounded like like industrial pop it it like reminded me of yeezus which is very strange like to go from like corinne bailey ray to like yeezus but yeah that was the that was the vibe and and it was a super weird album but it it was also like an extraordinary album and so again she hasn't had much like commercial success because it's just so strange and out there but I know a lot of the UK pop blogs have taken a shine to her, and I loved Samson and Delilah. Check that album out. She's back now with a new single called Shift. Kind of threads the needle a little bit between her old stuff and her new stuff, while still gravitating toward that like industrial pop um, vibe and, and, and just totally out there still. She's not trying to find a radio hit. But it definitely is a little bit more accessible, and I love what she's doing. The songwriting is just so on point, and her voice is just so, like, haunting and towering and just really, like, just really takes your breath away in a way that I don't think a lot of pop artists are doing these days. So, Vivi, formerly Vivi Brown, Vivi, uh, what'd you guys think of this?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I was not familiar with her. Um, and this track, it was definitely one of those things where you listen to, and it was like, like, this is both, it's unexpected, like, there's not a ton of stuff like this going on right now, and it also feels, like, very fully realized, and is the kind of song that, like, made me want to hear, like, what else she can do, potentially. Um, yeah, it reminded me of, uh, just kind of like that, uh, like, Basement Jack's approach to electronic music, just kind of, like more of more of the mishmash approach and like anything goes sort yeah. of thing. And uh, I also appreciate that it has it's it's not so like fixated on a pounding bass. It's more about like the rhythms going on in the track. Um, and there's like multiple rhythms. And, and to me, that's just more enjoyable. Like I prefer my dance or dance leaning music. To be more like rhythmic than just about like a donk 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 yeah sort of thing. Um, you know, what like,
2: song would that be? <laughs> donk donk. That's dunk. actually that's, my song. That's the song. That's my by Soldier Boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, so so yeah, I was I was really impressed by this, and I'm glad you uh, you brought brought VV to the podcast. Oh,
2: yeah, you. I didn't even know that was VV Brown when you when you sent it over. I saw VV and it made me think of her. But I was like, huh, I wouldn't have expected her to drop the brown. And also, it didn't sound anything like the last music I yeah, heard from insane, her. insane, right? I mean, like, so far away from Shark in the Water, that was her one, like, somewhat crossover hip. Yep. Yeah, it's like, I don't really know if this will take off in any way, but you were mentioning it's kind of like a... UK pop blog darling thing so it's cool that she's finding an audience a little niche because it's it's really neat stuff it's cool
0: yeah she's kind of like uh in in the UK at least not on the same level as like a Sky Ferreira but kind of doing the same thing of, of mm-hmm. really headed toward the rock and much more experimental vibe not really aiming for like a radio hit but still getting so much love
1: and attention from the blogs over there Alright, well let's give a listen. It's VV. The song's called Shift.
0: Alright,
1: that was VV's Shift. And next and last, let's do a C-Pain pick. We've got uh, Warped Band.
2: State Champs. State Champs. Oh, yeah. The song
1: is called Secrets.
2: Yeah, State Champs are a pop punk band I've been into for a couple years now. Um, This is the lead track off of what I believe is their second album. If it's not their second album, it's their second one that's gotten a decent push behind it. And what, what I think is cool about them is there aren't too many bands in pop punk these days that I think would at all fit in on a major label because like over the past two years the major label game has really stopped paying attention to that stuff unlike years ago when we were younger but i think they have a really back
1: when i was a kid Yeah, major labels gave a rat's ass (laughs) about pop punk
2: (laughs) hey i mean i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing i think there's a lot of good bands out there that are fostered outside of that i think it's just neat how they are one band because of the tightness of their songwriting really strong vocals, stronger than most in the genre. And I I don't think they really position themselves as not, as wanting to be like very like anti-commercial or anything like that. So they could kind of fit in with that, maybe. I could, they're one of the few pop-punk bands out there I could see being with the major. But anyway, that's me going very off track on a little talk there about pop-punk these days. The point is, it's a really good song. I think it's a great introduction to them and what they do, because it's not really a huge reinvention by any means of what they did on their last album and if you like this uh there's a track called elevate uh that that they did a video for on their last album that i like even more both videos are pretty similar in the sense that they're like playing live got like the people stage diving crowd surfing like buying merch running around the warp tour that sounds a lot all of fun. those things I, I
1: like watching people buy merch in music videos <laughs> That's that's usually what if I'm kind of like up late at night and can't get to sleep just like merch buying 2015
2: <laughs> just go through random bands like merch direct stores mm-hmm.
1: totally um no yeah i uh as as we've kind of touched on before i'm i'm not like a big pop punk guy i i wasn't growing up and i feel like you know if if you if it doesn't like hit you at a certain age it's not going to be your thing when you're older but i do appreciate and this is a backhanded compliment but like usually with these bands these bands i'm like oh <laughs> the vocalist is so whiny and annoying and uh i do not feel that way about this one like i, I feel like it is a, he has a strong voice and it sounds good and it's like a i'm, I'm kind of convinced by the delivery in a way that Versus being annoyed.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly how I felt. It, it just the the vo- the vocals really set this apart for me, and um, yeah, no, I, I I was unfamiliar, but I feel like this is a strong first impression.
1: All right, there we go. Well, let's let's listen to it. State champs secrets. <laughs> so that was state champ secrets and that's what we got this week um what a show what a show what a show so uh so nice
0: we could have recorded it twice
1: (laughs) uh but yeah happy birthday jason oh thanks man we uh of course (laughs) by the time you listen to this it won't be jason's birthday he'll be several days just be
0: just be a normal guy again. Just
1: be a regular, non-birthday sort of fella. Yeah. Oh. Um, and he'll also be a fella who saw One Direction, so yeah. he's going to come to work with a big smile you on his face. You know what's place. great is that I was thinking
0: about, <laughs> goodness gracious, Joe. Uh, what's awesome is that within the span of a week, I will have seen a Migos concert, a One Direction concert, and a Deftones Incubus concert. I'm gonna oh, damn. go
1: on a limb and say you're probably the only person to have great, been at all three of those. It's a great shows. week. Yeah. It's
0: been it's just been a great week. It's right. like a must hear week. I would
2: Podcast. like to meet another if there is another person doing that and they're not a music journalist, I wanna meet you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You think Tweet maybe us. And you don't and you don't work in the music industry at all and you went to see One Direction, Migos, and slash Incubus. Yeah, let's do it. Hit us up if you went to all three of those shows and you are not in the music industry. Yeah. You're cool.
1: What if, does it count as music industry if that person is One Direction's Lewis Tomlinson?
2: No, no, he should hit us up anyway. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I think
0: he was I don't at I think he was at Amigo's shows. show. I think he definitely was. <laughs> he was at <laughs>
2: Lollapalooza. <laughs> he was he's at Lollapalooza. Get his I'm pretty sure he saw brand new at Lollapalooza. Oh,
1: yeah. there you go. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, all right. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. If you have any recommendations for artists or new tracks, tweet them in. Um... And yeah. Oh, also, you know, subscribe and all that jazz. We got a review on the podcast, which was the most exciting thing of the hour where I noticed it. It was definitely the highlight That's of that hour, hour of my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but it, it, it's really cool to to see reviews and what people think about the podcast. So uh, if you have a second or three seconds, go in and, and write like two words to be like this good. And then I will be this good. really happy. Yeah, otherwise, you have a good week and we'll see you next time.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,